And in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, the Lord God says through the Apostle Paul, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Verse number 19 said, Speak unto yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want us to go back to verse 18. I don't normally do this, but tonight we're going to. In verse 18, we're going to read it again, and you're going to read it with me. Let's take our time and let's get it. Let's read this. I want this to have an impression on your heart. This is not just words in the book. It's, it's the Word of God. Yes, it is. And it, it is, uh, it's, it's authoritative. It's, it's inspired. It's real. But sometimes we read these verses and don't pay much attention. So say it with me. And be not drunk with wine. Now, wherein is excess? Come on. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We'll look at some things here in just a minute. You can be seated and let's pray. Let's seek the face of God. Father, give us wisdom tonight from above. I pray you give us a touch, give us that anointing. I pray God you'd move upon our heart. I pray God you'd have your will and your way in everything that's done here tonight. Thank you for what we've already experienced by being at the house of God. But Lord, if you don't speak to us from heaven, and you don't uh, touch our soul and you don't finger around our heart tonight, uh, we're not going to get anything. And I pray, God, that we'd learn something tonight from the Word of God. And then we'll go out and practice what we've learned. And, Lord, we'll see the evidence and the results of, Lord, the Holy Spirit in our life. And we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I believe if you're going to do anything for God, anything. I said anything. Everything you do will not accomplish anything unless it's filled with the power of the Spirit of God. Amen. Now I'm going to tell you tonight what I, what I believe from the Word of God that we need. And churches need it. Preachers don't preach this much. Some do. Thank God for that. But we find in people in this country, they're seeking the Holy Ghost. Now, show me a scripture that we're to seek the Holy Ghost. Amen. See, so when I got saved, when I got saved, I got the Holy Ghost. I'm indwelled by the power of God. You've already got it. Amen. If, you're, if you don't have it, you ain't got it. Amen. Now I'm going to give you one of the things. First of all, don't even try to seek the Spirit of God tonight. You're just wasting your time because God's going to, God's going to work with the Spirit of God. But if you're not saved, forget it. You can't get filled with the Holy Ghost of God if you're not born again. You've got to be indwelled by the power of God. Now that's the first thing you've got to check is make sure 
that you're birthed into the family of God, that you've repented of your sin. The blood of Jesus Christ has washed away your sin, cleansed you. And He has made you a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. You see, the many people in the churches tonight across the land that have never been really what I call filled with the Holy Ghost of God, and many of them will never be filled. Some think they have, amen, because they had a good feeling about something. You can have a good feeling. And the Holy Spirit can uh, tick you a little bit, especially if you're saved, amen, if you're not. But I want to tell you, I remember this. Can I say this tonight? And Baptists don't like to admit these things, but uh, Pentecostals has messed us all up about the Holy Ghost. They're saying, "Oh, I want to. I'm, I'm, I'm asking God to uh, baptize. They say baptize me, baptize me in the Holy Ghost, so I can speak in tongues." Now that's not what God wants you to do. And I'm going to tell you how you can get the Spirit of God, and you won't have no problem with it. I preached for a little while after God had called me and I'd fill in for some preachers and they'd call me and they'd say, I'm not going to be in town Sunday. Well, can you come and preach for me in my congregation? And I said, yes, I can. How many you got? He said, oh, about six, five, six, seven people. I said, praise God, I'll feel pretty good. I was scared of crowds. I'm a bashful boy. Amen. Can't you tell it? I'm so bashful. But even guess what happened? I'd go preach and, uh, you know, I just, I'd get wound up a little bit, stirred up a little bit. And, uh, but uh, one Sunday morning, this same preacher called me again to come and preach for his church. And that morning I'd, I had sought God all week long, prayed. I'd sought God. I wasn't asking for anything but just the presence of God in the message. And I remember going to that morning, that Sunday, uh, to that church. And I got up to preach like I always did, the same uh, scriptures and so forth. And about middle ways in that message, I felt a tug of God. Amen. You old preacher said, I gobble honey, if you will. Brother, God touched my soul and what I got to saying got to amazing me. I didn't scratch it out of my head. Brother God began to move on it. And for the first time in my life, I felt the word of God going out. And touching hearts. And touching lives. You said you speak in tongues? No. Amen. I already had that Holy Ghost in here. All God done is bless me. You said, I'd like to have that. I'm going to tell you how you can get it. And I'm going to tell you how simple it is and how hard it is. Some of us are in our churches today and we're expecting God to just dump it on us. We're just looking for God to show up because we're His child. We just know that God's going to pour a big bucket of of, of glory down on our soul and the Spirit of God's going to take over. And that ain't what happens. Now, let me give you some things. You can jot these down. You better jot them down because you'll forget them. Number one, I done told you. We've got to be born again. You better make sure that you know that you know 
that you know that you know. You see, before I got that, that anointing to preach, I had a little doubt about what I had. I don't see how in the world a preacher can preach with, with doubt not knowing he's saved. Amen. Many do and try it. But I want to tell you, you've got to be born again. You've got to be born again. Now in Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18, look with me. It says, and be not drunk with wine. He's comparing this to a drunkard. Now God don't teach us to be drunk on alcohol. God teaches us to stay away from that. You know that as well as I do. And be not drunk with wine. In other words, what happens to somebody that's on alcohol? They begin to get beside themselves and they do things that they can't control and they do things that they wouldn't normally do if they weren't drunk. And the same thing happens with the Holy Ghost of God. You know why church members won't witness? You know why church members won't pray? You know why church members won't study their Bible? And I'm going to give you some other things in a minute. It's because tonight they're not looking for any of... And you know why they don't witness? Because they don't do those things. Why would you get the Spirit of God tonight if you're going to sit on a stool and do nothing and do nothing? The first scripture I want to give you tonight, I want you to turn with me to the book of Acts. I want to turn to the book of Acts. And in Acts, it says in chapter 1 and verse 8. Now this is before the Holy Ghost descended down on the, or, and, and, and filled the church and empowered the church. Empowered the church. No need trying to win souls if you don't have the power of God because it takes the Holy Ghost of God to convict men and women of their sins. And if there's no conviction, there's no conversion. And that's why we don't have many uh, conversions in our day. We don't have no conviction. A lot of people just decide they're going to do better, turn over a new leaf and start over. And that's all they've got. They just started over. And it's been a long time. Uh, I mean, I see it all the time or have seen it all my life. But I remember we'd go to a meeting and you'd get four or five, get under conviction, walk down the aisle and get saved and it changed their life. Now you can get some to come down and they say they're under conviction and they get up out of the altar and they go right back to the same thing they've always been doing and there seems to be no change in their life. Brother, I'll tell you it's because the Holy Ghost ain't done His job. Most folks got head religion. They hadn't had a born again experience from God. And that's why I'm preaching on this. Because if you are not saved, you need to be saved first. Don't worry about the Spirit of God. God will take care of that when you get right. And I, I talk to people, you know, and they'll say, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a lot of people, and there's some in this building right now has never been filled with the power of God. Hear me. And you need that. I'm not in here to be critical. I'm just telling you the fact. In Acts chapter number 1 verse 8. The Bible said in verse 8. But ye shall receive power. That's what the Holy Ghost is. is power. And that's why you know. 
When you get that power, you'll want to get you a handful of tracts and put in your pocket and you want to talk to somebody about Jesus and you want to talk to your neighbor about the Lord Jesus and you want to get down on your knees and pray. Uh, you know where the church needs to be tonight? Full of God. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses. That's not tongue speaking. Be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth that when they got filled with the Holy Ghost of God, they wanted to witness. That's what happens to preachers. Preachers, amen, want to preach when they get the power of God on them. I love it. I, I, I preached a few times without the power. He hits the wall. Choke you to death. Hard preaching. But when the Holy Ghost is in there helping you, brother, it don't, it don't just bounce off the wall. It begins to go to the hearts. And God begins to work and begins to bless. I can tell when it's going over. You ever wonder why sometimes a preacher says, hmm, that's a bad note. Preach and tell when you receive it or don't receive it. Because the Holy Spirit of God lets you know. But see, that's what we look at. Now, I want you to tell, I want to tell you this in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Did you know in verse 18 it says, but be filled with the Spirit. It didn't say if you like to or if you want to. Or if you desire. Or if there's a possibility. God gives that as a command and a demand. So if you're saved by the grace of God tonight. God is already telling you to get filled with the Spirit of God. You said, well I've been sitting on the couch all day today waiting on God to dump it on me. And you'll sit there tomorrow. And the next day. And the next day, and you'll finally get tired and quit. You said, well, how am I going to get it? I'm going to tell you. Not only we need to be saved, but number two, we need to be separated unto God. God will not fill a life that's not given over to Him. He can't fill you with the Holy Ghost when you're filled with the world. That's why he says, come out from among the world and be ye separate, saith the Lord. You'll get full on the world and full on the flesh and full on excitement and full on recreation and full of... Listen, church folks get filled on everything under the sun and therefore God can't fill you. You've got to separate yourself from sin, from Satan and the world and you've got to get in the place that you're living for God and that's it. You've got to be there. You've got to be separated. You've got to be dedicated your kids won't be blessed of you as long as they're going contrary to what you're teaching them. You're going to have trouble. They will too. But I'll tell you, when you get to the place that you're separated from the world, I'm not talking about getting holier than thou. I'm not talking about uh, stopping that. A lot of people uh, quit a lot of things tonight. Sometimes they quit them because the preacher preaches against them. And... You ought to quit doing anything that's not right with God because of God and His Word and not for the preacher.
I preach to people all the time and have done it for years that they resent what I've preached and they conform to what I've said but then they're sitting there wishing they could do what they do and they argue with me uh, when I'm preaching on it but simply because they're not dedicated. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. You make yourself miserable. It's, it's going to defeat the purpose. God tells you to quit this and quit that and you know it's wrong and you don't want to quit it simply because you love it. Hey, you're not where I'm talking about tonight. You need to be separated and dedicated. You need to be surrendered to the blessed book of God right here. You'll never be filled with God's Spirit when you're against His Word until you get to the place that you're surrendered to this book. And when I say surrendered, I mean you read it and God says it and He speaks to your heart and you decide that you're going to conform to the Word of God, not what the preacher says or what churches say, but you're going to conform to the Word of God and you're surrendering to it. You said, Lord, you said it. I'm going to do it. Amen. I preached this for years and years and years and amen. And then I go on out and I come back and I see they just set the same place. Don't move no further. But you know, I don't you're not you're not you're not trying to pull the wool over my eyes. If you listen to what I'm preaching tonight and I see you get your hand full of tracks and for six months uh Later, you're still passing out tracts and praying for souls and following God. I'll say, hey, pretty good night that night. You keep a dragging in, dragging out, and dragging on, I'll guarantee you, you didn't get it. Let's, let's, Let's think about it. I believe we not only need to be obedient and surrendered to the Word of God, but I believe we need to be obedient and controlled. By the Word of God. I'm not talking about uh, being surrendered to it necessarily. You need to be surrendered. Uh, because if you're not sender, surrendered to it, you're not going to be controlled by it. Amen. Every one of you men and every one of you ladies are taking inventory at your house. Good place to start be at your closet. Have I got anything in this closet that just does not please God? If I'm wearing something because it's comfortable because everybody else is doing it, or does Lord everything I got, does it honor you? Amen. If you can say that tonight, more power to you. Don't expect the Holy Ghost to take care of your life until you get there. And next thing is, look at the places you go. Things that you get involved in. Does this please God? Does it bring glory to God? Does it lift up the Lord Jesus? Does it exalt Christ? If it don't, get rid of it. And just keep on everything. Amen. Look at your hobbies. Amen. Look at your personal time. You're spending too much time on the telephone and too much time on social media, too much time and all the junk that's going on in the world. You've got to get rid of that. Amen. That's why I don't have Twitter and 
Facebook and all that stuff. Ain't got time for it. He said, is this because you ain't smart enough to run it? I, I can do more better than you think I can. I just ain't got time for it. You hear me? So I look at these things. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, please. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, I want us to go to verse number 17. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians, not the first one, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 17. I believe I mentioned this a while ago, but let's read it. It said, Wherefore, wherefore come out from among them. What's he talking about? The world. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Didn't I talk about separated a while ago? I'm giving you Bible. You'll never get filled with God and you'll never be used of God and you'll never be a witness for God until you get to the place that you come out from among them out yonder. Get out of that world, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. You may think what you're doing sometimes ain't unclean. But I'll tell you, if it does not honor the Word of God, it's unclean. And he said, and I will receive you. Verse 18, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. You've got to separate from this world. You've got to give up the junk of this life. You've got to get to the place that nobody it takes a place in your life but the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to know and want Jesus more than anything and everything and nothing but Him. You won't have to get down and say, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Now you may disagree with me. But show me a scripture where he said to get down and beg for the Holy Ghost of God. He said, I give it to you. It's yours. But God can't put the Spirit in on. A fellow gets in the car and he says, Ever I take Jesus with me everywhere I go. And uh, amen. I'm glad he does. I'm hoping that is right. But don't take him where he don't want to go. Amen. Matter of fact, if he, He's in you, if you're saved, He is in you. And if you're in a bad place, and you're in a bad place, you know what you're doing? You're bringing reproach upon the Lord Jesus Christ. That he, he, don't take Him where He don't want to go. And anything tonight that's contrary to His Bible, He don't want to go. Amen. Now I believe tonight that we must be separated, dedicated, and surrendered and all that. And I believe in the, in the course of it we need to empty out the world that the Lord will have more room in our heart and life. Amen. Now let me give you some reasons tonight why we need to be filled with the Spirit. I'll just give you two or three of them here in the Scriptures. I'll give you several, but I don't have the time to really do all that. Amen. This is one of them we could stay on a while. This is 
or a big subject. But I believe tonight we ought to desire to have the Spirit of God so we will have a desire for the Word of God. You know why you don't have a desire for the Word of God? You know why church members, I'm talking about independent Baptists, hey, we're, we're, we're top of the class for Christians in, in the country. I believe that. I believe the fundamentalism, brother, is getting further and further away from what we've always had, and we're losing a lot of things. But I want to tell you, I still would rather be a fundamental Baptist as anything I know. Not to funny minnows, but to fundamentals. And I see this, and I want to have more of the Spirit of God that I have more desire for Christ. I want to be around him. I want to have more. I want to have more of him tonight, so I'll study more of his book. Not only I'll study it, but I'll practice it, and I believe witness for him. You know what? I've been there. I've been at times. I'd get cold and indifferent. Pastoring churches. I want to tell you something. You deal with church folks fifty years. And there'll be times that you'll get cold and indifferent. Amen. I want to tell you, I've been there. Amen. So you say, what's the use? They're not going to hear you. They're not going to listen to you. Why in the world we keep trying to witness and win souls to God? But there's something down on the inside like Jeremiah had. That brother burns as a fire in my bones and I've got to keep up and go. I want you to know I have a desire to win souls for God. I have a desire to witness to them. I go out every day trying to find somebody to talk to. And uh, I found some of them have tried to do just as the opposite and try to find somebody not to talk to. But anyhow, I do my part. Try, can't, try to, anyhow. And you know why I have that desire? Because God puts something down in my soul. And then when I pray, the Spirit of God tells me to do this. And when I pray, the Word of God uh, begins to beckon me to begin to read it. Somebody says, should I read the Bible uh, in my studies first or should I pray? It don't make much difference. Start. One of them. You get in touch with the third heaven in prayer. Amen. You'll be getting up and getting that book. You get in that book and it'll put you on your knees. And if it don't put you on your knees, you better figure out what's wrong with you. The Holy Spirit will do that. So I'm saying to you, what do we need it for? So we'll be witnesses. What we need the Spirit of God for? So that we will do what it said here, speaking to yourselves in Psalms. And Preacher, I don't want to speak to myself. Well, God told you you had that right and that opportunity. Amen. Get in the radio, get in the car and turn on the old radio. You know, down here in Georgia, I said this yesterday at the shop. Down here, this is supposed to be the Bible Belt. But I think it's a little bit further up the road. Uh, I know South Carolina and North Carolina has got uh, better places. You can go to one of them two states. You can at least find a gospel station somewhere to listen to. And I know we got them little wimpified things here in Georgia. Contemporary junk. I can't stand it. And some of y'all like it. If I liked that kind of music, I'd check my soul. Amen. Amen. I take my 
truck sometimes and it's got a stuff on it and they'll work on my truck and they'll do things and uh, when I come to get in it after I pick it up uh, they got it, the station changed or got to turn plumb off and I don't listen to radio you know now that they're here that you can pick up close I pipe it in I make my own music. Praise God. All right. He said, and teaching here, speaking in the, to yourselves. Secondly, not only speaking to yourselves, in psalms and hymns, what kind of songs? What kind of songs? Spiritual. Amen. Somebody said, you ever see, I hear church members come in sometimes, and I, li I listen more than you think I do. And they've got a honky-tonky going. Amen. Huh? Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's what he tells us to do. Singing and making melody. And then he says this in verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God. That's what you need the Spirit of God for. If you don't get filled with the Spirit, you won't give God thanks for nothing. If you have to make yourself thank God for something, you got a problem. When you're singing them spiritual songs and you're hearing about him dying on the cross of Calvary, paying sins, debt, washing away every blot and blemish of your soul and picking you up and setting you on a solid rock, writing your name over in glory, giving you what you never had before, nothing nobody else would give you anyhow and couldn't anyhow too. But I want to say, when you think about what God is doing, what God will do, and what God has done, brother, you'll get in a few minutes, you'll go to praising God and thanking God. Amen! Sometimes I get kind of embarrassed over there in my house. Ain't nobody there. But every once in a while I wake up, I'm, 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 I'm way out in left field. I'm going, glory to God, hallelujah! I think, then I stop to think, well, there ain't nobody here. Get back down to earth, you know, every once in a while. Spirit wires off. Somebody said, Preacher, I got filled with the Spirit back under 20 years ago and I've been filled ever since. Quit lying! How many of you walk in the Spirit constantly? I wish I could. About the time I get excited, the devil throws up with three or four things. Throws it at me. Amen. And then he says here in the Word of God in verse number uh, 20, they're giving thanks. And then in verse 21, he says, submitting yourselves one to another in fear. I found out one thing the Spirit of God will do is knock away that old pride. Amen. Submitting yourselves. That's humility. Amen. Now, a lot of people is given the Holy Spirit, uh, and they're credited to a lot of things that God's not in. Yeah. And sometimes we, we give the credit to the Spirit of God for doing things that He don't do. Yeah. you got to make sure it's going to come with the Word of God. So what's it do? The Spirit of God gives you conviction. 
He brings you repentance. And it causes you to call upon Him. And then after that, it makes you separate. And it's just one step after another. Somebody said, well, all that preachers preach so much and he said this is wrong and that's wrong and this is wrong and that's wrong. And what they do is they're giving up those things and down the road, they're looking and they said, I've given up everything. My life's miserable. Well, you didn't give it up for the right purpose. I still, you know, I've been preaching for years and God still works. I don't wonder, I mean, sometimes wonder why he looks at me and every once in a while I wake up in the morning, I get in the Bible and God said, you're guilty of that. I said, what? I look at it and I say, it's just a little thing in my life, but those things get a hold of me. You said, I figured you done give up everything there is to get. No, and you ain't either. These things we do and we get in such a habit of it, little old thing, it just may be a thought in your mind. It just may be something that you're not looking at. And God is constantly working on me. I like what that little them, that song that them little old kids sing, He's still working on me. Amen. To make me what I need to be or what He wants me to be. Now you think you'll ever arrive? When you get to glory you will. But not down here. Amen. Somebody said, well, preacher, I've heard you say we can't be perfect. Well, we can't. Amen. But I done found out a long time ago, we can be more perfect than what we are. There's room for improvement in your life. There's room for improvement in my life. And I want all God. Somebody said, preacher, I'm on the, this work of grace and that work of grace. And they're looking for. And, and the Pentecostals have messed up what I've preached tonight about all that stuff. And Baptists are scared to talk about it because they think, oh, that, we, we're going to be holiness. Well, the Bible said without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. I want to be holy, don't you? I don't want to be self-righteous. And I don't want to be holier than thou. And uh, some of us fundamentalists, we are too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. And I don't want to get there. But I do need some improvement. I've just touched on a little thought. Time's caught me, but I just touched on a little thought tonight. And I hope you take what I've said, go home and search it out. There's a lot more to this. And brother, we could stay on it a long time. But I want to be full of God. I don't want to have a touch. I want to, I want, I want the whole load. And I ain't talking about baptizing, speaking in tongues and all that. Uh, when I first started preaching, I didn't know too much about the Baptist. Or anybody. Well, I was raised in a Baptist church, but not much doctrine was taught. And so everybody I knowed went to the Church of God or Pentecostal or the Holiness. And uh, they'd get me come and preach for them. You see, you preach the holiness, I preach anywhere. 
They just all them folks just quit calling me anymore. Because <laughs> amen. I, I just preach what the Bible says. and Anyhow, I go and they won't have me no more. But I'd go to them places and I remember uh, as a woman in one of the churches there, one of them churches I was in, and she come walking up to me after service over and I'd preach. She said, they tell me you got the Holy Ghost. I said, sure I got the Holy Ghost. Been baptized in it, by the way. She said, you speak in tongues? I said, no, can't control the one of God. She just shook her head. And I, I'm glad she didn't argue with me. I didn't know how to argue then, but amen. You understand what I'm saying? And these people, these people, have took something that's good and twisted it and warped it. And they'd get in them church meetings and they'd say, I'm saved, sanctified, and baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I'd get up and I'd say, I'm saved, sanctified, baptized in the Holy Ghost. They didn't have nothing on me. Now, if you can't say that tonight, altar's open, you can come down and get saved. Amen? And God take care of the rest of it. Amen. Somebody said, I want to, I want to speak in them tongues. What, what does that do to you? You know, if I was going to seek for something tonight to get you know what I'd want? I'd want the, the spirit of discernment. That's where I know what's right and wrong. But they got to get these tongues. You believe in the gifts? I believe in the gifts. But not like they do. Amen. Don't mess them up for everybody else. That's what they've done. So it says to be filled with the Spirit. You know what that is? God says that's a command. And if you don't work on doing that, now you can't fill yourself with the Spirit of God. Has anybody in here got that gift that you can fill yourself anytime you please with the Spirit of God? It ain't yours to give. It ain't yours to fill you with. God can do it. Preaching needs to be anointed and you need to be filled with the Spirit of God to preach. When you sing, you ought to sing in the Spirit. When you walk, you ought to walk in the Spirit. I said I was going to quit. Got one more verse of Scripture just come to me. You know how these preachers are. Romans chapter 8. Look at Romans 8. This goes right back to what I've done said. 8 chapter 8th chapter, verse number 14. The Bible said in 8.14 of Romans, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. So you can't be led by the Spirit of God if you don't belong to Him. Number two, look at verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Did you know tonight, if you don't have that assurance of salvation, 
you're not going to help nobody. But on the top of that, the Bible said the Spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you're His. These people worry about their salvation. And I'm not knocking them. There's pe- Look, I did that for a long time. But I know tonight that I'm saved. I don't even doubt that anymore. Because I know, and I'm not arrogant and ahead of God on it. I just know the witness is there. The Holy Spirit of God. If you ever get feel good with the Spirit of God, you'll know... Nobody will have to tap you on the shoulder and say, "What?" or tell you what that was. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah. But don't get it misconstrued with a man. You're sitting somewhere and your foot goes to town. You know, if you, the Spirit of God comes from above. Amen. Not from a beneath, beneath. It comes from above. Amen. Amen. So much for that. Heads bowed. Eyes closed. Give you enough to think on anyhow. And I pray that God might help you. I don't know why I changed that tonight. The Lord did. I didn't. But I don't know why. I, he, he knows you needed it. Amen. Evidently. And I hope it's helped you. Father, as we bow in your presence, we thank you for these men and women that have come to the house of God on this Wednesday night. Lord, we thank you for this fine missionary couple, God, tonight that honored us with your presence and his presence and came here tonight to worship with us. Thank you for that. I pray you'll give them safe travels. Bless him. Lord, we'll thank you for his stand and what he takes to stand for and preaches and believes and who he's working with, the soldiers and so forth and the military. Now I pray tonight, God, as we leave here, that we'll try to practice what we've been preaching and doing. And Lord, if there's one in our midst that's not got the Spirit of God abundantly flowing in their heart, maybe they got cold, maybe they had it, but Lord, it's slipped away. I pray tonight, God, you'll touch their heart and touch their soul. And Lord, may they be back on fire. God, fire us all up. Put us on fire. May the fire get to burning in us, God, that we can't quit, can't slow down, can't stop. And Lord, we'll be trying to blaze the trail and win souls and get people in here. And we'll give you the praise and the glory for what you're going to accomplish. We commit it all to you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Praise God. Girls, you want to come and pick up this little, what we use for our print ministry? All right. Thank you.